On this week's show, eBay adds streetwear to their authentication program, Etsy updates their listing form, and I sell a whole bunch of science fiction books. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to episode number 202 of the Galaxy CDs, Rocks, and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. My name is Ryan, and I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber, and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel is all about the flip life. For those of you who are into any of the technical stuff, I have switched back this week to the Rode Procaster microphone. I also added uh, one thing that has always annoyed me is the little... Little clicking you can hear when I change screens uh, over on YouTube that my mouse was making. I upgraded to a clickless mouse. So if you're like me and those little clicks were annoying the crap out of you, they're gone. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, we've got a, quite a bit of reselling news this week, uh, mostly from eBay and from Etsy. And then I've got a little bit of a re, uh, What Sold recap, which features uh, a really nice sale of some science fiction books. So let, let's get it kicked right off with reselling news. Use updates. Uh, we're going to start over at Etsy, and they sent out a notice uh, middle of last week. Heads up. Some sellers will need to review their business info Soon, the Etsy marketplace and sellers' businesses continue to grow, and with all that growth come new requirements and regulations to keep up with, such as the Inform Act, the Digital Services Act, and evolving local tax regulations. We have talked on this show several times about the Inform Act, and it's one of the reasons that these sites are asking for more and more information your driver's license, your social security number, and all that kind of stuff. Etsy is in the process of going through their reviews, and they'll be coming for some sellers to add additional information, I guess, to their whatever, to their bios. To meet these requirements next month, we'll start asking some sellers to add or update their business information. Whether or not you'll be asked to review your details depends on where you sell and your sales volume. Collecting this info helps us keep the Etsy marketplace safe and compliant and creates a better experience for buyers, they say. So they keep coming back knowing that Etsy is a trusted place to shop. To make things simple for affected sellers, we've streamlined all of these requirements into one simple process. When we ask sellers to review their info, we'll check off the boxes for each regulation that applies to their business. If one or more of these apply to your shop, you'll soon receive a personalized email from mail at etsy.com outlining the details we need from you. We'll only ask for you to review and update information within your shop manager on Etsy. We'll never ask you to share your password or sensitive information via email. So be aware of that. Uh, you may see some people trying to send out some scam, some phishing emails. Uh, you'll only update on the Etsy site itself. Uh, they do have a handy little link to their privacy policy. If you have any questions on that, you can go in now and review your information that's currently in there, but I don't know that it has any of these new updates that are coming. So be on the lookout for that over the next month or so. If you're a seller over on Etsy, they will be probably asking you for some additional information. Uh, next up, uh, save time with the updated listing form, they say. Etsy has changed. Mine went live on Friday. Uh, they've updated to a new listing form. Save time with the updated listing form. The new streamlined process makes it easier to edit and create new listing. 
They say they've updated the process, which makes adding new listings or editing existing ones easier. Plus, now it's easier than ever to show off all the great details that make your items so special. You'll still have access to the main features of creating and editing listings that you're already familiar with. Now with some cool new features, you'll still be able to easily switch back over to the old listing form for now. They say, uh, speaking of old things that are no more, we talked about this a couple of months ago. Uh, Etsy this week did finally kill off the old Etsy seller app. So if you have not downloaded the new Etsy seller app, you'll need to do that if you want to work still at all from mobile. Uh, We think you're going to love this update since we built these new features with your feedback in mind. With the new listing form, they say you can navigate sections of your listing details faster and more easily helping you save time while editing your listings. I played around a little bit with it, and it is, I mean, it's a much nicer looking setup, but I don't know that it's necessarily going to be any faster for me, but you can let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know down in the comments uh, if you've got the new Etsy listing form yet and what you think of it. They are adding some new information across the new performance tab so you can see performance data and reviews for your listing all in one place, making it easier to decide what types of edits you would like to make. You can also keep track of what you've edited with a change summary in the footer, which is kind of cool. They say what's next over the next few weeks, they'll be rolling out new features, domestic and global pricing for your listing. So if you want to offer different pricing in different countries, the ability to create and edit digital listings and restock requests for Etsy Plus subscribers, which is their paid subscription service. It's a monthly fee. I think it's like 10 bucks, and you get a handful of additional features. This will be one of them. Uh, they say we're constantly keeping our ears open for your feedback on ways we can make listing your items even better. You can check out the new form here, and they provide a link to the new one. So they say they'll be rolling it out over the coming weeks. Keep an eye out for it coming soon. So there you go. Over on Etsy, uh, a request for some additional information coming and a new listing form. Moving over to eBay. This was just announced on what would it have been Thursday, I guess. Uh, eBay, the global commerce leader that connects millions of sellers and buyers around the world, has expanded its authenticity guarantee to streetwear. Beginning today, new and pre-owned inventory sold for $200 or more from Amy Leon Dorr, Fear of God, Kith, Supreme, Off-White, Palace, and Stone Island will be eligible for the service. This marks the expansion of eBay's authentication service to its sixth category, which currently includes sneakers, watches, jewelry, handbags, and trading cards. It'll work like all of the other programs. All eligible streetwear bought and sold in the U.S. will be vetted and verified by eBay's team of professionally trained authenticators using detailed physical inspection and advanced technical equipment in eBay's new state-of-the-art facility in New Jersey. eBay has pieces from nearly every notable streetwear drop that's ever happened, whether it was 1993 or 2023, said Gary Thaniel, global GM of sneakers and streetwear at eBay. We've heard loud and clear from our enthusiast community. They want to be able to come to eBay and buy and sell apparel in the same seamless way that they can sneakers. With the launch of the authenticity guarantee for streetwear, we're delivering on that ask. Shoppers can visit ebay.com slash streetwear to browse and buy from a selection of thousands of new and pre-owned streetwear items from top brands, all marked with the badge of the authenticity guarantee. They add that by the end of September, 
The service will expand to include streetwear from hype brands like Adidas and Nike, as well as luxury brands like Gucci, Prada, Louis Vuitton, and more. So if you are a fashion streetwear seller over on eBay, this is a really cool opportunity for uh, some additional protections for both buyers and sellers. They continue to really grow this authenticity program into other areas to try to kind of nail down that piece of the market. So I guess props to them for that. Uh, There was some talk about this a couple of weeks ago. Sellers were starting to see uh, this random AI looking thing pop up on their listings and eBay has finally confirmed it is rolling out an AI tool for sellers. An eBay moderator confirmed on Thursday it's in the process of rolling this feature out that uses generative generative AI, artificial intelligence, after some sellers reported seeing it in the wild. Uh, One seller noted they clicked on an unlabeled icon when listing an item in the eBay app and it rewrote their entire description, however, with no undo button. So once you've clicked it, uh, essentially you've either got to commit to it or kill that listing and start completely from scratch. You can't undo whatever the AI has put in there. That is something I think they'll have to address because as this seller pointed out and several sellers on the message boards over at e-commerce bytes, where this article appeared, uh, said that some of the descriptions were way, way off. Uh, they note that, uh, they thank the seller for raising the issue and apologize for the experience you had. We're constantly testing new features to simplify your selling experience. And last week we inadvertently referred reverted to an older version of the listing flow that did not have the undo button and some other important features that will improve this experience. They say the issue was resolved on the 25th. We'll see. I have not seen it pop up on, on any of my listings just yet. So I don't know really that it's probably something that I will use, but we'll see when I get it. Let me know if you're watching on YouTube down in the comments below. Is this something that you're looking forward to as AI continues to take over (laughs) the world? Uh, So that's going on. eBay noted also that this is the last chance to apply for your $10,000 grant package, the eBay up and running grants Uh, that application period is now through Friday, June 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Small eBay sellers in the U.S. are encouraged to apply for up-and-running grant packages that include $10,000 in cash, a technology stipend, and business acceleration coaching. Business sellers will be asked to share details of their small business and how they plan to use the grant to accelerate their growth. We've talked about this program over the last couple of years, and I mentioned it a few weeks ago when this thing rolled out. So, Time is running out June 9th, so essentially the end of this week is the deadline to apply for this program, which is in its fourth year. We have talked about here on the show, as you're well aware, (laughs) some problems I've been having with eBay's new international shipping program. This particular issue is not the one I was having, but eBay has offered seller protections for listings who had that option turned on on May 26th, an update was made to listings with international shipping options. And as part of that change, somehow they inadvertently increased the quantity on some listings. The problem, of course, with that is that if you only had one or two or four of an item and eBay changed it to 
15, <laughs> uh, people were getting orders for stuff that they didn't have enough quantity to fulfill. Uh, we understand that this may have caused sellers to have to cancel orders or issue refunds, but we're working to correct these quantity errors. Here's what you need to know about the recent update. We've updated any listing to show the correct quantity available and quantity sold for listings where sellers manually went in and revised the quantity because they caught the mistake. They say they won't make any changes. And for sellers who had to cancel orders, receive negative feedback, or had stock out strikes during the update, we'll ensure that their seller rating isn't affected. If you were affected by that glitch, which happened around the Memorial Day weekend, uh, again, let me know in the comments. Or you can, if you're listening to the pod, you can shoot me a message at galaxycds at gmail.com or DM me over at Instagram at galaxycdsrocks. But I don't have anything with multiple quantities. So this was not an issue for me. However, uh, I will recap a little bit what was going on with my situation. For those of you who may not, if this is your first time here, this will all be new. But I have been in the international, the new eBay international shipping program for quite some time. And back on March 8th at exactly 10 a.m. Eastern time, all of my new listings started showing up as all countries in the world except the United States excluded. I did not catch this until about a month ago when I had a potential buyer reach out to me and said they were trying to purchase something and it said it was not able to be bought in their country. And it caused me to go in and do some research and I discovered that there was some kind of problem where all of my new listings from that particular date forward were showing as all countries excluded. Anything older than that was just fine. If you've been following the saga over on Instagram, I've posted about it quite a bit over there and I've talked about it. I did a whole episode uh, about it as well. eBay has really been absolutely no help (laughs) whatsoever. I have made six calls now to eBay and spent the better part of three hours on the phone explaining and re-explaining this issue. So the middle of last week, I decided I was going to try an experiment of my own to see if I could get this fixed. And I opted out of the international shipping program. The thought process for me being, if I opt out and then opt back in, will it reset those listings? It was apparent almost immediately upon opting out that that was not going to work. Because when I looked at listings, the ones that used to be right, that said ship to all those countries now updated that I was not in the program and said ships to United States. And it still had just the 10 or whatever it is exclusions, the countries that eBay does not currently ship to through that program, like Barbados and Ukraine and Russia and so on. All my bad listings, however, did not change. They still listed all of those countries as being excluded, all whatever it is, 108 of them or whatever. So that got me to thinking that the problem is probably not actually In the international shipping program, it has to be something in the business policies. And as I discussed previously, I have my business policies set up for no exclusions. And it occurred to me while I was thinking about it that for for some reason, there's something in eBay's code that is registering my setting of no exclusions somehow as exclude all. And I wondered to myself, Ryan yourself, what would happen if you actually had an exclusion? 
would that change anything? Would that trigger something in the code? So I went in to one of my business policies and I added Ukraine as an exclusion to my business policy because that was one of the countries that eBay's program excludes. So if I exclude it too, I'm not hurting myself any. The moment I added that to that business policy, all of my listings updated to match eBay's excluded country list, not all countries. So I updated all of my policies. 24 hours later, I opted back into eBay's international shipping program and all is right with the world. What a nightmare. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, six calls, uh, the better part of three hours explaining and re-explaining to have nothing resolved by eBay. Uh, To be fair, everybody was very friendly and very sympathetic to my problem, but no one could help me. And I feel like relaying that part, that that situation to a customer service person who then has to re-relay that to a technical person, something was clearly getting lost in the communication because we were getting absolutely nowhere. So if you're having that issue where all the countries look like they're being excluded, if you're not familiar with how to find your business policies, I'm going to, I'm just going to walk through it real quick here on screen. If you're in your, just your regular eBay overview, click on your little name there and go down to account settings. And when that screen opens up, you're going to want to scroll down to where it says business policies. And you'll open the business policies and you'll see there's, it depends. Uh, what eBay has done to you on this at one point, uh, Colorado Rewarn mentioned on my Instagram page that she at one point had five pages of these. I at one point had six or seven pages of these because eBay was randomly creating new policies anytime you tried to edit policies. Anyway, I've got mine down now to a reasonable number, but you can click on shipping and just see your shipping policies and you can find the one that you want to change. Just click on edit. And if you scroll down to the very, very bottom, remember to be in the new international shipping program. You should have no international shipping selected. You don't want to be shipping on your own. You want to use their program. You select no international shipping. But down at the bottom here, it will if it says no exclusions, you can edit your exclusion list. Go in and add a single country to that list and save it and update it and see if that fixes it. Because it did for me. I don't know how many people are having this problem. Like I said, it, I could trace it back to a very specific moment in time on March 8th at 10 a.m., Eastern Daylight Time. I don't know what changed at that time. Something on eBay's end has gone haywire and it clearly has not affected all sellers, but there may be more of you out there who are having that issue. This is potentially a way for you to fix it. So hopefully this saga is now behind us and I can move on with listing confidently. Although to be fair, I'm still really paranoid. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at my listings like eight times a day to make sure they're still right. But so far, so good. Everything appears to be uh, hunky-dory over there. So let me know in the comments if you've had that particular issue and if you try this method to fix it, uh, what your results were. So uh, let's get into some, some better news and talk about some stuff I sold here over the last week.
So as many sellers have been noting on the message boards and on Instagram and on YouTube, uh, May was not a fantastic month for a lot of folks. And this week in particular for me, since the last podcast has not been really good, the the Memorial Day weekend was not terrible. I shipped out, I think, 40 packages on Tuesday morning, but the rest of the week has actually been fairly mediocre. But I do have a handful of things here that were at least interesting. So we're going to kind of take a look at that. This first item is a a, a book of, about the founder of U-Haul. And I had no idea this book would really have much value. It was You and Me by L.S. Schoen from 1980. It was the illustrated story of U-Haul. These things had sold for actually some pretty good money, but mine was in pretty bad condition. So I put it up at an auction starting at 10 bucks just to see what would happen. I'm into it for about three and a half cents, so it was no big deal. It got 11 bids and sold for $21.50 plus media mail shipping. So if you can find a copy of this from 1980, You and Me by L.S. Schoen, uh, in good shape, it's, it might be worth as much as 40 or $50. This next item, another book from that same lot, actually. So another three and a half cent cost of goods sold. Eight Bells and All's Well by Daniel V. Gallery. This was a first printing illustrated hardcover from 1965. If it had had its dust jacket, I think it's probably a $35 or $40 book. Mine was literally the only listing that I saw at the time that did not have a dust jacket. So I listed on the low end at $21.99 plus media mail shipping, and I sold it within a couple of days. So I probably priced it too low. <laughs> uh, CD, this is from that big lot from three summers ago. Uh, the band Clockwork Orange, the album Spoons in the Suicide Clinic. This was on Aztec Records from back in 1997. This was a really hard to find album. I had it listed for $39.99 plus media mail shipping. It was in my May clearance sale at 40% off and sold for $23.99. Uh, another old book. This was part of an estate sale lot. I picked this up for about a dollar. The Holy Bible, Old and New Testaments from the American Bible Society, a hardcover from 1893. So this was a bit of an old one. Couldn't really find a lot of comps, but similar Bibles were selling in that kind of 25 to $35 range. I split the difference, listed this thing for $29.99 plus media mail shipping, uh, received an offer for $25.00. I own it for a buck, so that seemed like a pretty good flip, and I went ahead and took that deal. Over on Mercari, uh, I had picked up a couple of years ago a big batch of these collected works of various writers, part of the Giant International series. They were published kind of between the mid-1920s and the early 1930s. They're big books with most, if not all, of the works of some of these writers. I'm into them for about, I don't know, 60, 70 cents a piece. I had probably 30 of these. They've sold pretty consistently anywhere from 20 to about $40, depending on what it was. This was the collected works of Heinrich Ibsen from that same series from 1928. It sold for $28 on an offer uh, over at Mercari. And this is a flip of the week. Uh, I had, I have got a huge bunch of old science fiction novels, paperbacks that I picked up at an estate sale a little over three years ago. I'm into them for about 70 cents a piece. Some of them have brought really, really great money. And if you've been following this show for a long time, you've seen a lot of these that have gone for 60, 70, and $80. 
But there were, as is the case, a lot of times when you get these big lots, lots of books that were 4 and $5 free shipping kind of thing. I didn't want to just throw them out because these 50s, 60s, 70s science fiction novels, even if they're kind of low value, they're still reasonably high demand. There are people out there who want them. So I built tons of lots of three and four of these science fiction books, and I had a... Uh, a buyer that stumbled on my store at some point a week ago and ordered 10 lots of these books. It was 40 books total that he purchased. Uh, the total ended up with the discounts and the offers that we made back and forth. The total ended up being $117.22. Like I said, I'm into them for about 70 cents a piece. So 40 books, my cost of goods sold was about $28, I think, for this. He paid $117.22 plus shipping on two separate orders, totaling 10 lots and 40 books. I have long ago made my money back on that lot. So this is essentially free money. It cleared out a ton of space in my inventory, which is always nice. And it was a it was a fun flip. I, I'm a big science fiction guy anyway, and it was really fun when I was listing these, yeah, whatever, three years ago, going through and looking at some of the titles and some of the writers and ultimately finding some of the ones that were worth really, really terrific money. But now to be able to kind of cash out of 40 of these things and make a pretty good lick at the same time, that was kind of fun too. <laughs> uh, so you can let me know uh, if, if you got something useful out of this episode or you just enjoyed it. If you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, as always, and smack that thumbs up button. If you're not currently a subscriber here on YouTube or a follower of the podcast on your podcast platform of choice, please consider doing that as well. As always, I appreciate that you've spent a little bit of your time with me on your Monday morning. And now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.